I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. This episode is brought to you by Banging Body, Australia's favourite firming and anti-aging products. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Curious Conversations. This week's guest was in such high demand, Tal. She actually was, and I was so excited to have her on. Drum roll! We had the beautiful... Emma Hawkins. Woo! Yeah, no, she really was. She was very requested. She's a big, I, I would say she's a big personality, big fan. A lot of people are so interested. In, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interested in her. Um, so we we went through a lot of things. We actually, one of the main topics that we spoke about was hub life. Um, em spent quite a while in Queensland during the AFL season. And a lot of you guys wanted to know like what that was. And I think there was a perception on media that she was having a holiday yeah. but it wasn't no nah. literally she was probably in the same restrictions we were yep. except she was getting COVID tested a lot more than all of us <laughs> she was and she was around people all the time so we spoke about that M also recently launched a children's and baby wear brand called homegrown it's about a year old now I was gonna say it's absolutely flying and the products are beautiful. Yeah, so we spoke about that, why she launched it. It's actually a cool story. I didn't know exactly why she launched it. Challenges in business. We spoke about family life. Her two girls and if there's another on the way. <laughs> hint, hint, maybe there is Tom. You have to have a conversation with yeah. your wife. Which I don't think you guys have had yet. But um, it was a really great conversation and we really enjoyed having Em on the podcast. And we hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, hand on heart. She's one of the nicest people you will ever come across. She really is. And yeah, I think we should get straight into this episode, 1st of December. Um, and it's silly season, so enjoy. Whoop, whoop. Don't forget to <laughs> like, subscribe, and share with all your friends. Bye, guys. Happy Wednesday. Welcome, Em. How are you? I'm good, ladies. How are you? Good. Good. We're out of Melbourne Metro. Yay for you. <laughs> so excited. And it's so good to see your face because you've been away for a minute. Yeah. Uh, how long were we? I think three and a half months. Oh, Tom was, what was Tom, four and a half or four? I don't know. Yeah. Does anyone even know dates or time anymore? <laughs> I don't know. This year's gone so quick that I'm like, I can't believe it's Christmas in like a month. Far Literally out. a month today, I think. It's wild. Excited. Best time of the year, like yeah. I keep saying. Yeah, I'm it's excited true. for yeah. Christmas. And now um, I don't know about you guys, but most of well, my parents are New South Wales. Oh, yeah, of course. So now they can oh. come over. Oh, my God. Yeah. How has it been? So you obviously have been in the hub for a while. Yeah. Um, and you haven't been around family. How was that experience? Yeah, it was – do you know what? I think everyone has just had their own unique experience mm. with COVID, um, particularly Melburnians. It was very unique. It was wild. Um, 
it. Uh, do you know what? I honestly think I'm still processing it. Yeah. It was such other, I think like COVID, everyone handles and responds to things differently. That's what I've taken out this year. So um, we're all in the same storm, but we've all got, we're all riding it with different boats. So yeah. it might look like your friends, you know, riding it in a yacht or and yeah. your friends like in a, in, a, in a tinny at the moment. Yeah. But everything's relative um, to how we've all handled yeah. our own experience this year. I, I personally, compared to some other women who didn't find the hub that bad, I not that bad as hard. Yeah. <laughs> I found it a bit tricky at the start just because for me, um, even when we were in lockdown here, we're on a farm and that's what we're used to. That's yeah. our reality and that's our normality is space and being on a farm. And, you know, there are some weeks where I've just got my own lockdown happening in my head and I don't really go into <laughs> town. Um, so, and I'm a working mom. I'm, I'm yeah. used to working three or four days a week at the minimum at the moment. So kind of moving into this environment where uh, I couldn't really work, I, I mm everyone was as supportive as possible but it was very different for me trying to get through the bare minimum of work and then having two kids in in a space that they're not used to and then just being around so many people every day which was oh, with, I don't know which, if I do that. Well, I think you know people in Melbourne would be like there would have been some weeks where you'd have dreamed to be around people yeah um and then there were for me because look I'm a I'm such an extrovert I really am there's yeah. no denying that but I really, and anyone that knows me well knows that you will see me in Melbourne on the weekend or you'll see me go and do work and when I'm on, I'm on. I literally then hibernate for days at the farm. I don't like being around people. Really? All the time. I need to be on my own to to gain my energy again Mm -hmm. and I love my own time more than anyone and I get really, really funny when I don't have it in my schedule. So for me being having breakfast, lunch and dinner with 150 people every single day and then going into my room and I couldn't even go to the toilet without my two children being there. I was like, well, this is different. Yeah. But in saying that, we had so many amazing memories in the unique experience that we had. I mean, to be around such beautiful Mm. women um, and strong women the whole time and I was saying before um, my youngest Primrose got really ill in the last few weeks of the hub and I had to quarantine with her for 10 days which was really really difficult Mm. um because she was she was really sick and every morning one of the girls would come and collect Belle for me they basically had Belle for 10 days oh that's really sweet and it was just such a beautiful mother's group we had and and the and the boys were amazing as well I mean what stood out to me was all of the younger boys that you know, for them as well, they've been put in this environment where they're if they don't have their own family or children and they're single, they're in this hub yeah. and they can't socialise at all. And the footballers, I know our club, haven't been able to socialise since February. Yeah. We had, they had their own rules. Mm-hmm. And so for these boys who are young to be in a hub and, and not have any outside interaction basically and then they're put in with these millions of children... <laughs> Like that's yeah. a lot for them, yeah. but they were amazing too. So everyone just adapted and everyone did a really good job and I'm I'm grateful for the experience and I'm grateful that my husband got to keep earning an income mm-hmm. because that was taken away from so many people. Yeah. So he was in, in, in an industry which was definitely directly affected by COVID and at one point they didn't know if they could keep playing, mm. which, you know, means you don't get paid like any other job. So the fact that we got the AFL got the season 
to go and they did such an amazing job um, I'm forever grateful for and then having six weeks away from him at the start to be able to go and see yeah. him. I was so, so lucky. So lucky because I do not know how fly-in, fly-out couples do it. Yeah. I if, don't know. Yeah, if you hadn't have seen him, how long well, – you, you would have been away from him for – Over four months. Five, and you, I think you were saying before you got the last flight out, did you? Yeah, we got – we did this. We did the second quarantine. There were three. There were three quarantines. Okay. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have seen him for four months. So when you've, you know, I've got a Mimi was only just walking when he oh. left, and now you know she's running around. But I take my hat off to the to the girls. I mean, having a th- how old's Bill? A three and a one year old has its challenges. But there were, you know, there were women there that had literally five week old babies, yeah, and there weren't up. even baths in the room or anything. They oh my were, gosh! It was just wild. It was wild, but everyone who doesn't have their own unique COVID experience—it's oh. just—it's turned everyone's lives around. And we can, you know, I've learned so much from it. Yeah, I mean, this year has definitely not been easy at all. No, not for anyone. <laughs> yeah. How often did you have to get COVID tested being up there? Uh, at the start, it was twice a week, and then it was once a week. Really? Do you know I've never been tested yet? Oh, really? And I give, yeah, I'm like every time I see a test, I think, Oof. oh, it's fine. Is it? Yeah. I mean, maybe we were just so used to it. By yeah. The end. Quarantine in quarantine, the kids had to get tested, and that was pretty. That was that would be traumatic, traumatic yeah. for them. Um, but Belle was weirdly fine with it. Mimi didn't. But then after the kids didn't have to be. Yeah, once a week, or was it twice? Maybe twice a week for the boys and once a week for us. Yeah. But, yeah. So even though fine. you were up there, you still couldn't, like, go to the beach or go to cafes or do anything. You still had to yeah. be in lockdown. Yeah. Right? So we – Queensland, it was weird. You'd walk around and Queensland was completely normal. That blows um, my mind. I know. It's so weird to see. Yeah. Uh, we could – you were allowed out of the hub for essential shopping. Okay. So, you know, supermarket, anything essential mm-hmm. and to exercise. So you could go down to the beach and go for a swim. Because that's exercise, mm-hmm. but you couldn't sit on the beach. Wow. You okay. could go and get a coffee takeaway, but you couldn't sit on a park bench. So essentially you were the same rules as what we were in lockdown, yeah, kind but, of. Yeah, but you know what? We were around people. It, the difference, the, the the huge difference is for us, we the, the social interaction yeah. wasn't yeah. taken away from us yeah. as it was for you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, whilst we couldn't, you know, I, I had to stop taking Belle out to the beach when Tom would go for a swim because she would see all the kids in the park and oh, she just couldn't bless. understand why she wasn't allowed to go into the playground. Oh, my heart. Um, but in saying that, Belle in the hotel was playing with a million kids mm. where back here she wouldn't have been able to. So we, you know, it definitely I don't think we could – it wasn't similar because we still had all that social yeah, interaction true. that you yeah. guys just didn't have, which is so tough. Yeah, it was really hard. I think most people's perceptions was that you guys were all up there and lived freely. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think that is a a really big perception, but it was not like that at all. And I think we've all been, well, I don't want to speak on behalf of every, anyone else. My perception was we've all been a bit nervous to even talk about it because yeah. we understand how incredibly privileged we all are as a group mm-hmm. to have been taken up there. And I think that's a really sensitive topic particularly when we are all Melburnians or Victorians, to even talk about that mm-hmm. around or to other Melburnians at the time who were going through it so tough. So I, I honestly think it's more that, you know, no one wants to 
everyone wants to live with empathy at the moment and yeah. I'm so yeah. sensitive to other people's sensitivities 100%. that it's just like, oh, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, I know. It gets to that <laughs> I point. I feel like I'll get in trouble as well. Yeah, it's very <laughs> sensitive. I'm, I'm still so intrigued about it though. Like, So meal time, mm-hmm. did you have a choice of meals? Could you cook your own meals? No, we couldn't cook our so own meals. So whatever they had served for yeah. the boys, you had to eat. There was yeah. no like... Tell wow. you would not. I would I I'm so fussy. Oh, sorry, by the second the last hotel, so one, two, three, four. What? I think I'd moved four times. Yeah. And the last hotel where we were at, that was amazing because that was like a full resort and that was phenomenal because yeah. there was a playground for the children and a pool and and like yeah. grass area where the eight weeks that we were at in the high performance hub that it didn't have anything. Yeah. Um but at the last one there was a there was a portable kitchen oh, oh perfect so you could go and and cook in there if you wanted to um i, don't, I didn't do that because i didn't really have a fridge because like you have to go yeah one of the other, one of the coaches wives mila she was amazing she would cook on friday nights for us she would cook a big pasta we oh, have so pasta good. night and she would cook like her and a few of the other girls would do a big like home cooked mm-hmm. meal for us which was so amazing yeah but the food like that was fine. Yeah. It was a bit tricky with the kids. Only any other mum listening would understand. It's like a battle to get your children to eat yeah. at home at the ages that I have, let alone breakfast, lunch and dinner with 150 other people. Oh, my God. The distraction would be like <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah. At one point <laughs> I was like, oh, we, you know, we don't have – we don't have uh, devices at the table, yeah. and then I next think minute, one, 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 one day in, <laughs> like here's the iPad, yeah. have the iPad. Yeah, oh my wasn't god, even hours watching the iPad. <laughs> the girls. Do you think the the girls grew up quickly by being there, being around people, and like socially interacting and stuff? Yeah, I think. Um, these ages, they grow up pretty quickly. I mean, six or well, four months is three months. Gosh, you know, look at me putting mayo on it already. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> three months is big in a, you know, in a one-year-old, That's uh, true. three-year-old's life. It's really big. Um, Belle definitely grew up socially. Mm, she was always very social beforehand, but yeah. being around the older boys, the five-year-olds and the six-year-olds, she just... I have to say, Belle, on Instagram, like, remember that ice cream video you put up once? I think I watched that about a hundred times and just laughed every time. Oh, she's she's so, so cute. Funny. She's, I've actually got to re-teach her those stranger danger because oh. she's been in a hotel for so long around all of these yep. men and, and women. Yep. And it, and she's always really confident and especially when Mimi was um, – Mimi and I quarantined for 10 days. Every morning someone else would go get oh her God, or they course. play with her. So she yeah. would she would, if she didn't want to go into bed, some days she would just run out of the hotel room, run to the lift and she she doesn't know her numbers but now she knows what number yep. four was. So she'd be like, I'm going to Tex and Bo's. Oh. And she would just run around the hotel trying to find Tex yeah. and Bo. And she thought that was normal to be able to leave a hotel room. Yeah. And she'd walk around and she'd just go with any of the boys. Yeah. So I've got to reteach her that you cannot do yeah. that. Well, it makes sense because <laughs> everyone in there was Geelong. And so, our friends, yeah. And daddy's teammates. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so cute. I know. Um, now, obviously, talking about Hub Life, we only wanted to speak about that a lot because obviously that's a recent thing. And people were so intrigued yeah. about Hub Life. Um, so I think that kind of narrows it down a bit. But we wanted to talk about like young Emma. Mm. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Daniloquin. Yes, country girl. We love that. Yeah. Um, Denny is, for those that don't know it, a town of 8,000 people, 40 minutes from the border. Mm-hmm. Um, once you 
got over the Murray from Echuca and my parents still live there but they come down, um, well, they used to. When the borders were yeah. <laughs> when we were allowed to, when we had a laugh. Yeah, back in those yeah. days. Oh my god, it's so sad. <laughs> um, we, yeah, I loved growing up in Tanilla. Do you know what? Maybe at the time I didn't know any difference. Yeah. I wasn't as appreciative as what I can see that childhood is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great childhood. I was so lucky. Um, my dad worked really hard, and my um, but he, you know, on weekends was always with us riding horses. And yeah, cute. my mum had four under six. She's from England, so she didn't have any family out here. And I cannot yeah. even imagine if I sometimes find being in Geelong hard yeah. without any family, having four children under six and have all your family in, in um, England. Oh, my God, I didn't <laughs> no, know <thank> that. <laughs> yeah, and being, like, a little bit isolated out there yeah. too. Well, Dad, she met Dad. Dad was in London and she – Met dad and you know, they literally, it's so old school, they wrote for six months. Oh my god, that's really cute! I know. And then dad was a jackaroo uh, in a place called Hay, which is well, New South Wales. Is it New South Wales? Literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. no offense to anyone that lives in Hay. <laughs> I, I know heaps of people that <laughs> yeah. do. I've got some family in Hay. And dad was jackarooing there, and mum came out from England. Oh my god, did she? And I remember like asking dad, I'm like, did you even give her a night in, in Melbourne? Yeah. And took her straight to Hay, and she was with all of these jackaroos. And mum was a show jumper. Oh my god. And they're god. like, here you go, get on a horse. Round wow. up some cattle. Oh <laughs> my like, god! What is this place? But um, she ended up staying, and you know, did she? Yeah, and her and her and dad, and you know, moved to Daniloquin and had four children. Oh my god, that's the cutest love story I've ever heard. It just the older I, I get, and you know, when I have my since having my own children, yeah. I just look at my mum in such a different Amazing. way because I'm just like, how did you do that? Yeah, with you know, four kids under six and no family in, yeah, and. You're a bit remote in Daniloquin. Hundred percent. So yeah, she's she's well, a rock I love star. That. I love that story. Are yeah. your so your parents farmers? No, dad was and came from a really big farming background. We're on a bit of land, but dad is an agriculture financer. Oh. So he does ag finance. So okay. he's got um, finance brokers. I think from Mildura, Bendigo, Gunnedi, Daniloquin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so ag finance. Hmm, interesting. Deals with lots of farmers. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, so and then I know you came to Melbourne to go to boarding school. Mm-hmm. What age were you when you came to Melbourne? I was thirteen. Oh, you were. Yeah. Yeah. How was it transition from country life to Melbourne? Yeah. Do were you, you know a rebel? I, I feel like you were a rebel. I could have been, but I I wasn't in the end. I. I love. That, I could have been, yeah, I but I wasn't. I definitely could have yeah. been. I was that country girl that when I went to the city, I adored the city. Did you? I yeah. felt at home in the city. Yeah. I still love the city. Mm-hmm. I just, I need to have it both ways. Yeah. I always need to have my way both ways. Yeah. It's city and country, which is, I guess, how we're situated now. But I could have been. I found when I first went to school, obviously there are rules mm-hmm. and I could have gone, I reckon I could have rebelled against them, but I had a really good year level and my sister was there and I had a, I had a really good experience at school. Yeah. I had a great experience and I was um, uh, I was influenced really well by my peers, mm-hmm. but I reckon because I had a bit of a social rebel streak in me, had I had maybe a bad year level or a bad group of friends, yeah. I definitely could have yeah. gone the other way. <laughs> <laughs> did you study anything after school? Like I don't know much about you, so th- I'm yeah, really I did, interested. Yeah, um, I did. I went to Monash and did arts 
comms and then ended up double majoring in criminology. Oh, get oh, out. did you? Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I picked up criminology as an art elective because it fit did well you? in my timetable and I only wanted to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted I to love go that. out to Clayton like three times a week. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and I ended up really liking it. I actually did, well, like contemplating doing law for a bit through it and transferred into law and then decided Hell I don't like reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, does anyone like reading? I know. Um, but, yeah, so I, that's what I did at uni and I loved uni. I think school, I enjoyed school. I enjoyed participating and having a go but certainly academically I had to really try. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so I had to, you know, if someone had to study an hour, I'd study two. Yeah. So I had to really, really try. But then when I got to uni because I found I was doing subjects I really enjoyed and I found yeah. interested, interesting, I naturally just did better whereas you know at school I was I just like wasn't really that into further maths yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right where does criminology lead you like what does that yeah, do what you do you could, so you could work for government or you could then um maybe move down a more um psychology pass mm. uh, pathway sorry uh you could work in the prison system um, you could do research. There's lots. I would find that so, it's so interesting. Yeah, it, would, it does. It sounds very interesting. Yeah. 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 So like probably criminology at uni is like all the cool yeah. bits about what you would do at law without actually studying, studying law. law. Yeah. It's the, you know, like I did crime in the media and, and oh, I love crime that. in society. It's, it was just interesting. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. So after that, what did you, where did you go to work after that? I, after uni, I went overseas for six nearly six months and then came back thinking do you know what I was a little bit arrogant I was thinking well I've got a good degree mm-hmm. and I've, I really did so much work experience at uni because that's what everyone told me to do yeah and I thought I wanted to get into PR because you know what you kind of do an arts comms and you're like oh yeah I'm course. social and, yeah um I'm I'm good at communicating well I th- you know think I am and I enjoy people <laughs> So I thought I'll go into PR and then I found it really hard to get a job. You know that, you know, your first job out of uni is really, yeah. it's really hard it's to tough. get. Yeah. So I think I interviewed for five months and I went back and I was babysitting every kid I could mm-hmm. to earn some money, um, still doing work experience. And then I ended up landing a job at, at the time it was ACP magazine. Oh, yep. It's now Bauer Media, um, landing a job in sales. And I didn't kind of think I wanted to do sales really um it was an amazing opportunity I knew to get my foot in the door but yeah I didn't really know that sales was for me and I remember my dad giving me some great advice saying if you can master sales especially at a young age no matter what you where your career takes you it's true you're Mm -hmm. always in some capacity you need to know how to do sales Mm -hmm. you need to know how to sell your product so even if you're an accountant you've got to sell your services um you know if you're an influencer, in, in, yeah. Well, do you know what? The, the funny thing is, I'm basically a glorified salesperson. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I literally. Yeah, sell, sell products. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm like, it's come in handy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I think I kind of got into this the the content game pretty early on because I was at ACP for three or four years. I was working on Gourmet Traveller and then all the weekly titles. Yeah. So you, you knew week, new ideas. I don't even know what they're called anymore. NW but magazine, NW, yeah, so yeah, magazines yeah. were struggling. There was no doubt about it. Back then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. It was I really used to hard love to make, buying magazines. Same. It was really hard to make budget and you could really? see there was a shift. We, we The company merged with uh, MSN. Is it MSN? 
Nine MSN. Nine MSN, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we could see a lot of our clients that would, you know, say they would typically come and their monthly budget would maybe be $150,000 for the year of mm-hmm. worth of ads. They were starting to be like, we want 60000 here and 40000 oh, right. on digital. Oh. And so you could see there was a lot of um, brands very switching much heavily up. switching it up. Yeah. Um, and then when I was my last year there at Bauer, um, I was in the integration team, which was um, looking after the clients mm-hmm. that were on TV, online and magazines. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. I could see, yeah, there was this shift um, happening and then I moved to Geelong and, again, I just had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really even have a plan. I think I always knew in the back of my head I wanted to work for myself yep. and I just, to, to pass the time, I um, I just started creating content at home and it was mm-hmm. just when blogging was no one even really knew about it. Mm-hmm. Instagram was happening, I think Instagram happened like a year after and I just started. It was a really natural thing. Mm-hmm. And then I worked as a brand consultant in Geelong for three years at the time and it's all been, it's been really, you know, a, a simultaneous pathway yeah. of, of working as a brand consultant and then over time as the influencing got bigger, you're basically representing brands mm-hmm. on your platform in a, in a sales, in a new sales channel. Yeah. So it's really, in, yeah, it's interesting how so it's about. I remember you had a website. Who, Who loves, loves that? that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So that was, was that inspired by when you were working at Bauer seeing that th- things were turning more to digital? Yeah, definitely. And I was, yeah, in that, in the home food and travel yeah. team. So I've, I was always really drawn to the lifestyle mm-hmm. component of content for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love that. It was cool. And then did it turn to an online store? Did you have yeah, to? Yeah. I did an online store with it and it was really good. It was a great way to learn yeah. where digital media was going. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really organic and then I decided to to finish with Who Loves That when, to be really honest, there was more money to be made working yeah. with other brands on really? the online. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, let's be honest yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a team working for you on the blog, on the web? Yeah, blog? I had contractors. Yeah, right. Um, but it was at that stage, you, you know, you weren't making money like you did in influencing yeah. back then, and then all of a sudden, like, you, you money changed in, in yeah. digital and influencing. Mm. So it's it's an amazing to be on the ride, but um, I. I work to make money. Yeah. yeah. And you have, yeah, I mean, we all, yeah. To be honest. To be honest. Yeah. So but you I was have, making more money elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you have such an engaged oh, audience. 100%. And from coming from a brand to like you've posted Tell You Loose stuff before and stuff like that, your engagement is amazing. Like you've got such loyal followers. Yeah. And I know we mentioned, I mentioned to a few friends, um, that we're interviewing you today and they're like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with Em. She's, like, so real and, like, (laughs) we love her. Literally, like, everything she posts I could go out and buy and I can say if anyone's listening, Brands, you are amazing and we love working with you. Thank you. So social media, tell us a little bit about social media and your, like, how you feel yeah. about it? Oh, I don't know about you guys. It's it, it's a real love hate relationship. It's a, it's an amazing platform. I've made a career out of it, and I've started a new brand from yeah. it. It's it's phenomenal, and it's an amazing way to connect and um and work. On the flip side, it's funny when people say that they enjoy me because I'm so real. I feel like I used to be a lot more, and I'm mm-hmm. being 
completely honest yeah. and real. Not that I'm not real now. You just There's sense stuff it a bit. I hold back yeah. on because, yeah, you know, it's it can be a pretty brutal forum too. Mm-hmm. There are things that I have. To, I've just learned that if um, if I'm strong and confident, then you know, it's like water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. And But if I'm not in a good headspace, I just won't put certain things out there because it really does affect me. I mean, my, yeah. um, for like one example, my breastfeeding journey with Arabella and then I, I just didn't do it with Primrose because I really, I let, you know, there might be a hundred people that say, thank you for being so honest about your journey. And then there'd be three people that say, you're promoting yeah. the bottle and yeah. You know, you're a witch. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But you listen to those people. Yeah, mom. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know what, I wasn't in a a strong enough headspace Mm -hmm. to be able to put that out. So now I just know, you know, it's more have, yeah, learning more about yourself before you put something out there whereas beforehand, which is a bit of a shame because I think the great thing about the platform is is everyone being free and not overthinking it too much and just, you know, having a having a good old yarn yeah. out there. And then it's it's an amazing way to connect with like-minded people. I've connected with so many beautiful, particularly women, business mm-hmm. women, country women, um, young women, older women, and it's such a beautiful platform like that. Yeah. I'm, and I'm so grateful for the women and the audience who follow me because they've really they've given me a career. Yeah. They like without a doubt. And yeah. in turn, I hope I, yeah, I always will recommend and put things out there that I believe in. And if I'm not in a strong enough position to put an opinion out there, I just won't do it it. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. We were just talking before about, especially after COVID, everyone is extra sensitive. So So, sensitive. Yeah. (laughs) So I can totally relate with what you're saying. It's kind of sad that it's come to that because you do have a voice and you can't use it. (laughs) Do you know what? I think, I think we can, it's just as I was saying before, you have to be mentally strong yourself because there are... You know, one of our mutual friends, Rosa, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this when yeah. um, she's given me so yeah, much she's advice great. in the past yeah. because she's she's so strong. I'm yeah. not saying that things don't affect her, but she's she's very much like this is a platform that is a job and if I want to put out an opinion that I strongly mm-hmm. believe in, you have that's life. Not everyone's going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. And that's, an, you know, I guess an argument in itself that we have to be okay for people to have other opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way the world works and we should be open to other people's opinions. I mean, the older I get, the more I genuinely like try and change my mind. I Mm -hmm. love it. I love hearing other people's opinions. It's how you express your opinions. That's where we get bogged down. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. where on and online it can be so easy to be kind of fight or fight with that, with your expressions and how you're feeling and it's emotive and you can you can quickly, you know, press the keyboard and Mm -hmm. click enter before you've really digest what you're putting yeah. out there. Yeah, it's true. So I think it's just more of hopefully moving forward, people just become a little bit more respectful in their opinions rather than aggressive. It's my favourite time of the year, Tally Louise. And what time is that? It's Christmas. It is, guys. It is the silly season and you guys know what that means. It means Christmas shopping time. I don't know about you guys, but I struggle to buy Christmas presents for some friends. In particular, you. I could see you looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) But this Christmas, we have you guys sorted. Our friends at Banging Body have just launched limited edition stocking and Christmas bundles for all your friends. It is the perfect Kris Kringle gift or just a little present you want to give to someone you care about. There's all different price ranges, so they have you covered. 
Yeah, they do. And you guys know that we are massive fans of Banging Body, in particular, the OG Firming Lotion. So you can even buy yourself a little gift if you want to. (laughs) Do you know what? I'm just avoiding shopping centres at all costs. (laughs) Yeah, but... Well, Banging Body also have you covered because you can head to bangingbody.com, avoid all shopping centres, choose your perfect gift and then use our code at checkout. Sneaky little discount. Yeah. And what is that code, Sarah? Curious10. Curious10. So make sure you head to bangingbody.com and use our code Curious10 at checkout and have a beautiful Christmas from your friends, Banging Body and... Us? Yes! Yeah, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> I like hope it happens soon. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fine line. People have to not personally attack someone for yeah, their yeah. opinion. But and that's what I've said to tell before when people give us negative feedback and about us as people, I'm like, they can express it in such a different, different way. way. Don't be nasty. Yeah. It's like maybe tell her you should stop saying like or maybe you know, like stupid <laughs> shit like that. It's like I don't care, okay, it's annoying, whatever. <laughs> I was about to say butt like. <laughs> I'm not going to, but yeah, it's so annoying. So you spoke before you've started a business from Instagram and it's homegrown. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So homegrown kids started just over a year ago now, but I'd been working on it for two years prior to that. I certainly didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be in the fashion industry mm-hmm. or uh, certainly have a children's clothing line. I think no one grow, growing up ever thinks yeah, that. No. Um, I had through my work online doing influencing stuff, um, <laughs> I've had experience, you know, being doing collaborations and, and whatnot with mm-hmm. other brands and I've really, I've always been creative and I really enjoy being able to do multiple parts of, of businesses and and in work. I think that's why I'm in this business yeah. now. You get to work with multiple brands and, and then on the side I've been able to start my own and because of the access I've had to other brands and social media. So basically with social media from a taking aside the influencing stuff, you literally can look at it like you have, I have 120,000 people as a focus group, Yep. which is really powerful. That's what other big brands, you know, spend a lot of money on. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of simplify that and go, okay, how can I, how can I use this focus group and an amazing focus group Mm -hmm. at that who are typically like-minded, as I was saying before, Mm -hmm. I have so much love and respect and value to those who follow me because they um, contribute so much to what I'm doing. So I wanted to be able to tap into this audience I have but not for anyone else's brand, Yeah, for something of my own. And, um, you know, side by side with that I was having babies and I just adore dressing my mm-hmm. girls up. It's my favourite thing to do. Oh, so cute. I just love it. I'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> to dress them up and – so it kind of that's how the the seeds were planted and and I was always uh, my mom I guess you know being from England she would always dress us up in liberty prints all the oh time my God, cute. we were just in smock liberty dresses our yeah. whole um, childhood and I got to thinking because I was putting all of these old um, liberty dresses on my on Arabella and I couldn't help it because it was it's so quintessentially you know English mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but think there's what is like quintessentially Australian? Oh, my God, of course, mm. yeah. So that's where the idea really stemmed and I wanted to create an, an Australian kids' clothing label that was but with a, for, for Australian purposes made to go out and get messy and no fiddles, no fuss, no mm-hmm. like annoying buttons, no annoying bows, like put 
them on your kids, go out, get them dirty, and yeah. they'll wash and wash again, but with these gorgeous prints that pay tribute to or that are inspired by Australia and then also using Australian cotton. Um, so they were the the that was the base and the morals of what mm-hmm. I wanted the brand to be. And then I I kept going to my girlfriend Penny for advice. I think I sat down with you girls at one point as mm-hmm. well because the creative side and generating the business and understanding the audience, got it. Yeah. 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 Manufacturing side. Yeah. Um a, a hello. Word. Excuse me. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I was really struggling that and I was always told in business, know what you're good at, know what you're bad at. 100%. Yeah. And what I'm good at is finding really good people mm-hmm. um, that are much better at me at things. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Creating a good team. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, and I kept going to my girlfriend, Penny, who's been in the fashion game for over 10 years. And it, I, I, it just got to the point where she was helping me so much. I just said, can you please do this with me? Yeah. You do the manufacturing side while I do the marketing sales and branding side. And at the same time, I'll learn off you yeah. on the manufacturing side at the same time. Um, so it's been a really amazing partnership. Um, it's a partnership. I don't know about um, how yours work because we're so different mm-hmm. and we have such a different skill set. We really don't cross over that often with yeah. what we have to do on our day-to-day jobs. Yeah, that's good. It's a good cool. combo. Yeah. So what have your struggles been in business so far? Um, do you know what? It's probably – at what point we're at this stage now where we've we've hit our you know our first year KPIs and it's really mm-hmm. exciting we've got a great audience we've got the momentum we're selling out which I amazing know for some people they use that as a marketing strategy what yeah. I'm learning with with children's wear is that that's great when you drop chapters and they sell out after mm-hmm. 24 hours but when you've got babies and they're growing every three months or you want to gift your baby you want to be able to go to the website and yeah true. And know that you can order yeah, it. Yeah. you can buy it or else yeah. we'll lose customers so we're at that point now and it's like hey then how much more do you back yourself yeah. how big mm. do you want to grow this baby yeah. And so there's that struggle, which I'm completely confident in growing the business. What I then struggle with just as a female, do I want to have another baby? Mm-hmm, if I right. do want another have a baby, I'm in hospital for the first four months. Mm-hmm. I'm then in bed rest for the last eight weeks. That really does affect my business. Business, of course. And yeah. that's just being completely honest. Mm, yeah. There's no kind of way about going that. So in terms of it's probably with your audience, they were probably more – wanting like I struggle with accounting but I have learned this yeah job. yeah yeah <laughs> well, I've, I've done this course and now I'm great at yeah. it. but for me it's more it, do you know what for me the business it's it's more of the parallels of, of of my life yeah um balancing it with it mm-hmm. and and the different stages of life I'm at um with the, a new baby business and having babies myself yeah so yeah that's probably what I'm struggling with at the moment yeah I feel like like the growth part is probably one of the biggest struggles in business. It's yeah, definitely it is. scary. Yeah, it it's so scary. Yeah. yeah, because you kind of get to a point where you're a bit stuck and stale and you're like, fuck, like I want this to get bigger but then it's like yeah. it's, it's hard. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, wait. Do, do yeah. I, oh, whoa, that's. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, do I order more stock? So we've constantly got stock but yes. then stock's money and then if it doesn't sell, it's sitting there. It's like it's but, a headache. And then it's it is the, a headache. The sustainability thing. Yeah. You don't want to overproduce. It's Correct. just like this whole Exactly. Circular. It is. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah. 100%. Do you, do you think you'll always like if you were to proceed and go ahead with that, do you think you'd grow into like accessories or anything like or anything like yeah, that? I think at this stage we're, we're, we really want to be known as the go-to um, 
children and baby brand for yeah. the essentials. And before we start looking at expanding in, yeah, potentially accessories or anything else, I want to nail down our yeah, brand. I think it's important. Here. So then our next phase is taking this to the overseas market because mm-hmm. I really, in my gut, I have a really good feeling this will do really well overseas and I want it to be something that other Aussies and consumers can be really proud of. Yeah. This is an Aussie brand that now is stocked over in, in the UK and in America and it's... I think it'd do well in the US, like yeah. Nordstrom or something yeah. like that because it has that Aussie flair. Mm. Be cool. Yeah, that's where we, we want to take yeah. it for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I just had so many questions. You were talking about kids and I was like, oh, I wonder if Em does want a third now, that she, the <laughs> yeah. potential of it. I'm like, oh. She answered your question. Yeah, yeah. I, answered, I think... Imagine if when, you had a boy. Uh, do you know what? Would you know what to... Like, it'd be weird. It would be weird. I couldn't. I find I don't know if it's because I'm with a footballer yeah. and having two girls. I cannot tell you how many times. The pressure? Oh, my God. Really? It's like, honestly, the next time someone asks me if I say I want to go for a third and they say, do you want to have a boy, I'll punch them in the face. <laughs> do, you, do you think Tom would be weird if it was a boy because he's so used to having he's girls? He's a real girl dad. Yeah, he's a I girl just, dad, right? Do you know what? We've had a few friends this year that have had such un- really unfortunate um, things you know, happen with their, mm. with their children and stuff. I couldn't even, like, all that is we, if we went for a third, I'm not kidding you, all that would be on my mind is if it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Mm, like, does, yeah. It's just you're meant to have what you're meant to have. Yeah, true. God, we'll probably go for a third and get twin girls. <laughs> you <laughs> imagine my which, I, which scares me because I've heard. You'd have to get have, a van, like a minivan. I've heard if you have daughters, they come back twofold with how you treated your mother. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I don't feel like we're done. However, are there are I have notes in my phone saying, "Dear Emma, you are currently in hospital and then you're 14 weeks pregnant, and you 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 just want to give up. Yeah, and never ever ever get pregnant again. <laughs> Did you write them to yourself yeah. to remind you? Like, don't get pregnant <laughs> if you're thinking about doing it. Wait, so you were in hospital. So was that both pregnancies? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, why is that? I don't know that. I get really bad at this thing called high premises. Um, is that what Kim Kardashian had? No. Nah, she – what did she have? Something to do with blood or like – Starts with tea, had. I think. Are you on bed rest since 14 weeks? No. So from six weeks to 20 weeks, I literally don't stop vomiting. Oh, like all no, night, I think all I remember day. you saying that. So just every – like every – well – May I can't even remember. It's such a blur. Eight days or something. I go into the hospital for two days and sit on a drip just to get rehydrated. Yeah, and I'm on medication the whole time. And then I'm really lucky. Some women have this the whole, like all the way through their pregnancy. It eases up for me at 20 weeks, and then just unlucky. You know what? I'm I'm just not a very good pregnant person. Yeah, <laughs> I like blow up. I'm just irrational. At um, I have my all my ligaments are like hyperextend. Like uh, they yeah. hyperextend. They always have been. Um, and when you're pregnant, your hormone releases, uh, your body releases this hormone that like literally relaxes, relaxes um, your ligaments. And it happens to me really early at 20 weeks oh. and my pelvis swings. Oh. oh, So I can last with a belt for a bit, but with primrose and my babies are big. Um, I had to be put on bed rest the last six weeks cause I just kept falling down <gasps> and it's just the most excruciating pain. It's, I would rather vomit. The whole way through than this pelvic pain because it's just you can't roll over at night. I think you've answered your question about yeah. the third child. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking no, dream. No, do you know what though? Oh, but it's nine months. It's worth yeah. it though. It's like I just keep looking period. back going, it's nine months. And this time around, I know it will be 
the same, whereas with my second mm. I didn't know if I would have a similar pregnancy. Oh, right. So if I do go for a third, and I'm not saying I will, like I'm literally, I don't want anyone to after this podcast to be like, Emma's going for a third. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's pregnant. <laughs> I haven't ever really spoken to Tom about this. <laughs> <laughs> just, if I do go again, I will have things in place. I will try and get my mother to move down yeah. for maybe three months. Mm-hmm. I'll just put things in place to You'll make it a prepped. bit easier. Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably after if I listen back to this podcast and be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like. I'm like, ooh. So apart from – Like a walking contraception. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> Anyone that's thinking having kids. <laughs> great. <laughs> apart from horrible pregnancies – How's mum like? It's amazing. Is Hence it? I want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it is so good. So as tough as my pregnancies are, do you know what? I have the best labours. I'm obsessed with You just pop birth. them out? Love it. Really? Love yes. it. Cesarean or no? Nah. Just, you just popped out. Like drugs? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. God, yes. <laughs> oh, 100% I would be. Um, yeah, straight up with the epidural. Yeah. I've been in pain for nine months. Don't yeah. need to do anything. Yeah, that's I, will, I sleep during my – I love my labour so much because I get the epidural and I sleep for 10 hours. I haven't oh. slept for like four Oh, yeah, months. true. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine after having two yeah. kids and then the third you'd be like, You're out yeah, of pain knocked out. Yeah, I'm out of pain. Yeah. I literally just sleep. It's like my body just goes, oh, my goodness. Um, but I just love being a mum so much. It's just – I just feel so lucky. My Oh, I just cringe at myself, but I'm like, my daughters are amazing. But they are, like the cutest things. So we're at Em's house at the moment and um, we were like, can you just please wake up, Primrose? She'll probably wake up any moment now. Please wake up. I want to like hug her. She's so cute. So cute. Do you, do you love the age they are now? Like how's the newborn? Yeah. I think I would struggle with newborns, to I be honest. I struggled with Arabella as a newborn. I struggled going from zero to one. I yep. found the whole – Oh, yeah, new like, babe, yeah. Oh, your life is never, ever going to be the same. Yeah, and no just, sleep. And but. because without, you know, being too dramatic about it, because the nine months <laughs> of being pregnant, I do find really hard. I'm kind of spent by the time I have yeah, the baby. Course. Yeah, So that I'm really exhausted already. Uh, however, I found having Primrose, I was a lot more confident and I just kind of stick in my lane now and mm. do what's right for our family and um, – I found the newborn stage with her so easy mm. and she was a really easy baby yeah. too. I'm probably, if I ever go for a third and I ever listen to this back, I'll be like, shut <laughs> the F up, <laughs> you stupid mole talking about how easy <laughs> your baby was. So how <laughs> mum life and working, what's like your weekly schedule? Do you work five days a week? Do you, How do I you balance that? I work three days a week. Okay. Uh, and then I used to not be. I'm really strict at my days off now. Yeah, if actually you are because we're yeah. more organized. She's like Friday's my day off. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay, not Friday. Do you know what? I used to be like, yeah, sure. Like yeah, if I didn't have, have anything on Friday, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I can come down to Melbourne or yeah. sure, I can do this shoot. But then you realize your weeks just get booked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so now I'm super, super strict, and I try not to go to Melbourne unless I have to anymore. Mm-hmm. I've spent. I've spent a good part of eight years going up and back yeah. that freeway for work and working my ass off yeah. and never saying no to an opportunity and to get to this point where I can be picky with what I do now and there's a reason why both Tom and I work really hard. It's to have this lifestyle that we're creating here mm. so mm-hmm. we can be here and enjoy it with our kids because I've just felt the last few years I'm like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. in the car three hours a day going up and back and, yes, you know, you've got to work and I've got to do certain things but I'm just, I'm so, I'm really strict now and if, if people who I work with don't understand that or if I can't make it work, I just won't. Yeah. I think it's really hard when you work for yourself 
to not – so I love that you have dedicated – because it's just like if you're working for someone else. Hey, I work part-time. I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then you're my not contacted. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, so it's yeah, kind yeah. of like you have to be strict. You do. And it's just you have to get to the point where you just tell people that. Exactly. And I think once you tell people that, they get it. But no one knows if my day off is not on a no, Friday. No, exactly. If I'm, yeah. if I'm no. saying, yeah, sure, I can do that. Yeah. They're not to know that that no. was my day off. So – Look, when you do work for yourself, I'm not saying on Thursday and Friday I never pick up a phone call mm. and I never write back to an email. Of course I do. Mm. I run my own businesses. Yeah. Um, but I won't put in big things during the day. It's my days to be with my kids. And then, you know, look, things happen where if there's a huge shoot or I've got to do something on a Friday, of course I will do it. But I will just then switch around the next week yeah. and make sure I have a Monday off with the girls. Yeah. As long as I am feel like I'm getting that balance. But I also think at some point being a working mum – you have to just go, you know what, that, let's just ride off that week. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the balance right. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Let's try again next week. I think we can, I can sometimes, or I used to get so bogged down and just saying before like these are my days off mm-hmm. and this is how I work. Well, that's not life. Yeah. Your kids might get sick on a day and you might need to go and do that meeting in Melbourne. Yeah. So some weeks you've just got to, I think, for me, I try and put measures in place. If it doesn't work like that, it's not the end of yeah. the world. Cut myself a bit of slack and just try again next week. Yeah, mm. I think that's good to be like that. Definitely. How much time do you spend on social media in mm. a general day? Not as much. Definitely not as much anymore. Are you a scroller? Yeah, I scroll. I think it's important. Like I enjoy following my friends. Yeah. I, I really, I still really enjoy the medium as a consumer. Mm. I really enjoy following friends. Mm. I shop way yeah. too much on it <laughs> um so yeah I scroll I, I'm on it a lot but it is when you work on it as well because I run the homegrown account too yeah it's it's a lot sometimes I just need breaks from yeah. it um but I'm pretty yeah I'm pretty good with it I go to bed at 8 p.m every night yeah so I'm not on it all night that's for sure so you'll like tell anyone who writes back to homegrown you personally write back yeah I try to then it gets to a point because I'm obviously on my other account as well mm-hmm. does get the hard. direct messages I simply can't if yeah. I was to write back to everyone I would be up oh. to midnight every night yeah. and as I said I go to bed at eight o'clock yeah <laughs> we're not that far behind it <laughs> seriously <laughs> seriously I'm early I'm a nana I love these I'm one such, and a half oh. hour restaurant oh in yes in and out oh, oh. I book mine at 5 30 <laughs> And then it's like, sorry, got to go. But, I mean, even if we have people over here for dinner, yeah. it's a weeknight. 5.30, 5 o'clock like, dinner. move my chair off the oh table. Oh, I love that. And I say, good night. <laughs> and I tell everyone to leave. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the one hour, the one and a half hour booking is great, but it's annoying if it's like a Saturday or a Friday night. Oh, I haven't done that yet. And you want to stay yet. out. Yeah, it's annoying. Do you know, that would be so good for me because as much as I will tell people to leave, if I'm on, if it's not a weeknight. I'm that person that's like, stay, have one more. Oh, and yeah, then it's like yeah, 1 a.m. Yeah. and I'm like, oh, God. Why did I do this? <laughs> oh, my God. So what's in the pipeline for you for the next, yeah, 12 months? Oh, someone asked me this the other day and I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Like we're still kind of in that transition. I don't want to plan too much because yeah. I feel like we have learned that we all have to be so agile at the moment. 100%. And what I struggled with this year of being COVID is I'm not an agile person you probably got from just saying before, like I like working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. I have this. And so I'm not great at being agile and adapting to change. That's yeah. definitely a character flaw of mine. So I'm really trying to be more <laughs> in the moment. Yeah. Just, Woo, let's embrace I this. You, I know, you have to be, but it is. It's hard. Yeah. Definitely hard. Next year we'll, um, yeah, hopefully 
a bit, just hopefully a bit more normality. And hopefully hub life isn't a thing. Hopefully oh, Melbourne. Do you know what? I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to, purely uh, because I have to work. I don't know how, like after hearing your, like, well, just hearing, yeah. know, I just don't know if I could do it, be away from your family again and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It'd be I hard. don't, I don't think they could, I don't know who, know, this is the thing, this is why I don't even want to say. No, you can't. What 2021 is because. I Who just, knows? It, it could, there could be a hub again. I, we, let's we, just yeah. hope there's not because I. I'm like a blah, blah, Because <laughs> I think, let's just hope not because I think for Melbourne, like Melbournians and stuff, not having the football in yeah. the city, it was actually sad. It was oh, hard. Totally. Like, Especially Richmond. Like having Richmond and Geelong in the Grand Final. It was awful. Oh, I mean, no, it would have been great, but it was awful. I mean, when we were up, because we were living with the Richmond families by the end of it and we all got so close yeah. and I just could not speak more highly of that football club yep. and their families. They were just phenomenal. And so obviously it was just so disappointing to lose, but there has to be a winner. There has to, yeah, yeah. if there's not a loser, there's not a winner. And, you know, we were all in it together and there was this real sense of um, pride that, you too. know, two Victorian teams, they had been on the road the longest and made it into a yeah. grand final. Like, I mean, that in itself is is so awesome. But then on the flip side, like what a sting for the Melbourneians, it was, the yeah. Victorians to have their two yeah. teams. It was just oh. Do you know what? It and was being like, locked down and not going not not to be able to watch it with anyone. Do you know what? So you couldn't watch it with anyone? Nah. No. Still, there was, was still no, no one. No that, one at your house. It was awful. Oh, my And it was obviously it was a night game. It was like – but I have to say like there was two ways. I was so proud to be Victorian because I was like yeah. – I was, you know, obviously we're like Richmond supporters and, you know, mm. love Geelong. But like – Having Richmond and Geelong in the grand final, there was this like sense of like proud, pride. like pride, yeah, yeah. and Do you like know what it was, it was so even proud? up there at, at the hub. Like it was, you couldn't, you couldn't write the, how this would even. No, it go was out. perfect. Like, you know, in the mornings we were. Like I was there with Carly Rewalt mm-hmm. in the morning before grand final. Oh my and like God. afterwards, it like, wouldn't be like that here. Like that night, I, I, it was the next day after the grand final. Tom. We got back to the hotel and he was chatting to like five of the boys. Yeah. It was just, we were all so weirdly living with each other, but we were also, we were genuinely really happy for each other. And I mean, yeah, the Richmond family is getting to know them in this intimate setting. And especially because, as I mentioned, I had a sick baby towards the end. Mm. They were so helpful as well. It was a really, um, it was something to be really proud of. And it was Mm. was something um, the Richmond and Geelong and, and all Victorian fans in my very humble opinion, should be really proud of oh, their clubs. they were, honestly. It was just like this, like we've all slogged this out. Victoria had quite possibly the worst year totally. out of all the states. Well, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so we were kind of like, we were like so proud. Yeah. And when we cleaned up in all sports, AFL, NRL, Nepal. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, this, it, was cool. it was like yeah. written for us. It was oh like God, amazing. Probably look at that and be like, we should go on a hub. <laughs> oh my God, don't. <laughs> Let's not do that anymore. Uh, so we always finish up the podcast with Sarah's food game. Okay. I, I have actually a, a oh, couple more questions okay, I just go. want to ask. Are there any misconceptions about you? Oh, yeah, that was from social media. Um, I don't think so. Oh, are there? I I mean, you know me and follow me on social media. I don't don't have any. I'm a little bit scared of you. Yeah, Sarah, can I just say (laughs) Sarah? Actually, a few people have said, yeah. That was like the Rose thing. They're like, oh, I'm a little bit scared of her. I feel like a lot of people are scared people on Instagram because they're always mm. like people say I'm scary. I'm like, I'm like the nicest person. No, we had this conversation. I said I'm not that I'm scared. I just find you very um, intellectual, and I like that. Oh. Em's like, oh, really? I'm like, oh, really? Just a country girl. 
my god, lol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see that. Yeah, yeah um, I, I think maybe a few people have said I used to get that at school as well. Yeah. I think I'm... I actually think naturally my face is very sour looking when I'm not smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but arresting bitch face. Arresting yeah, bitch face. Yeah. yeah. I used to think that of Rosa before I got to know her. Uh, yeah. Everyone says that. Everyone says that of yeah. Rosa though. But she's like the, the most funniest person I've probably ever met. Dry. Oh my god! Dry, like dry, She's like the so perfect dry. word. I'm just like dry. Oh, that's what we'd say. What's your other question? Um, Christmas. What's Christmas look like for you? Oh, we're just at home. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind family here. All from Denny and that. Yeah, family from Danila Quinn are coming up. Are down. Sorry, I oh, always say up too. Don't worry. Oh, always terrible. Uh, they're coming down, and we're just having a good old family Christmas on the yeah. farm. I'm so you excited. You guys deserve it. What about you guys? I'm back at home in the country, Kyneton. Yeah. Family down at the Yarra Valley. That's oh, what I am. Oh, nice. Yeah. But then we're trying to get to, Queen- funny enough, we're trying to get to Gold Coast. Um, <laughs> Jan first. <laughs> um, so hopefully the borders are open. I just feel like we deserve a holiday. Yeah. You 100% yes. do. And I just love, I'm like, even coming out here today, I was so excited just to get out of Melbourne, get out of our house and just like I have, a, like, I feel like mentally we need a break. Yeah. Like yeah. just mentally and just like I am exhausted, like so exhausted yeah. and I can't wrap my head around. I'm like, why am I exhausted? I've been at home. But we worked all the way through COVID, like God. worked the whole time. Like we've been busy. It's been a hell of a but year. you haven't had any of your social no. outings and outlets that if you have a really big week at exactly. work you can kind of – Really, mentally. Yeah. That's why I watch The Real Housewives. Oh my god, favorite. No joke. Wait, are you watching like, Salt, um, yes, Salt Lake City? City. Is I, that good? It's good. Yes, is good. it? It's oh drama. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like I will say it I think that's the best Do you? launch of a Housewives franchise. Yeah, okay. Because I watch all it's of like Mormons. Yeah. It's and you drama all yeah. together. Sarah would it's love like, it. She's wow. so fascinated with Mormons. Oh, like yes. that. oh my god, okay, they're all they've all been kind of banished from the church because they all drink. Yes. Oh, and like sleep with like yeah, it's it's one has a is is now married to her um her step grandfather. Oh, it's drama. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's drama. You have to get it. it. Like you have to watch it. It's so good. It's yeah, so right. Good. Wait, so do you think New York? So better? I go New York. This is how I rank them. Yeah, I'm so passionate. I'm honestly you are about passionate. Like social. Um, I mean, we'll work outlets. This is when. I can't be bothered yeah. socialising or doing anything. I just put this on and it makes me feel so much better about myself. Yes, <laughs> it does. Because they're so shit crazy. Yeah. I'm Literally. like, I have 100%. I've got my shit together. Look at Ramona Singer. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, I, mean, I know, right. But I say that in, like, I'm, but I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, obsessed. Um, so I go New York, Orange County, Orange. Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas. I haven't watched Dallas yet. Dallas is a... What about Potomac's it? awesome. Oh, yeah, I used to love that. I haven't watched that for ages. Is it still on? Yeah, Potomac's on right now. Did um, you ever watch the South African one? No. Oh, wait, is there the a South African yeah, one? Yeah, on um, Foxtel. What about Melbourne and Sydney? Did you like that? No. No, I didn't you know what, either. For me, Melbourne, it was too close to home. Agree. And I'm like, we don't really – I didn't really know anyone that nah, agree. behaved like that in Melbourne. I but have to say I'm looking forward to um, Beverly Hills with Kathy Hilton. Oh, um, yeah, that would be great. They just need Kim back as well. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a real shit show. Do you reckon Kim will come? Oh, imagine the three. Oh, oh. my God. Drama. Lisa Rinna. I love her. Yeah, she's my yeah. favourite character out of the whole franchise. Of Beverly Hills? The whole thing. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. 
Whoa. I just I I just think That's she's massive. Mad. Yeah, I don't know. I just love her. Own it. Yeah, Own it. exactly. <laughs> I just love her. Um, she's a fucking legend. Maybe they should do a country one on you. No, see, I would never, ever go on a reality show. I just enjoy I don't watch any other reality shows but Housewives and I would never go on it because I would be that batshit crazy person that I wouldn't, I'd be crying every second day. I'd be like fighting with people, which I didn't mean. I just want to enjoy their craziness yeah. and not ever be a part yeah. of them. No, As I said, it makes me feel good about my life. Yeah. Watching that just like is the best for downtime. So I agree. Isn't it? Oh, it's the best. Even if I'm doing like homegrown editing or something really on mundane the on the computer, I just have it on in the background. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. Any, any more questions before we go no. into the final? All right. So Tal and I always wrap it up with a food question because okay. that's what we do, what we like. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, ultimate meal, entree, main dessert, and it can be anything. It can be like your grandma's roast. It can be like something your, from the city. or And a cocktail. Yeah. Okay. So entree, I would do like an amazing prawn cocktail. Like just prawns, oh, cocktail dipping sauce, anything. Seafood. That reminds me of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, like a Christmas yeah. style for entree because I just I'm, I love prawns. Yeah, fresh too. Main, I would do steak bernet sauce and lettuce with a French vinaigrette. Yum. Yum. Dressing, um, any day of the week, and dessert. I'm not a huge dessert person, weirdly. You can choose a cheese. Lot of, yeah, a lot of people say cheese platter. Mm, I just maybe like a chocolate souffle. Yeah. Let's go there. Yum. You yeah. cocktail? Cocktail lachi martini. Yum. I had one of them on Sunday and it was so nice. But then if I had to choose any cuisine, I would eat Vietnamese any, every would single you day really? of the week. Every day of the That's week. actually another game we play. We're like if mm-hmm. you could eat one cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be? Vietnamese. Yum. What would you do? I'm Greek. Oh, yeah. Because you could have You get like, a lot of. Yeah. yeah a lot of variety. You get meat, yeah, you know seafood. Probably get rice paper rolls pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have good salads and stuff though. They do. But I feel like with Greek, it's like feeling, it's fresh. Mm. Like. You, you alternate between that and Japanese. Yeah, I do. I love Japanese. I love Japanese, but I just don't think I could live off it for the rest of my life. No. There's a lot of rice. There's a lot of rice. Yes. I love tempura. I love all that stuff, but I feel like Greek's just like. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one actually. Yeah. Sarah's Italian, but she never chooses Italian. <laughs> but yeah, because it's too carb heavy. But you is... have like fresh like. Oh, you, you can. What would you choose? Um, Greek. Yeah, I do like Greek Yeah, food. I you were going to say that. Yeah. Just copied me. I feel no, like I, I, I would like to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> let's have let's let's go half and half. We can share. Yeah, Seriously, right. yeah, far out. Is that all? Yeah, yeah. thanks, Em. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It was so good to get to know you a little bit better. And I didn't say this at the start, but you were highly requested. Oh. But you've been in the hub, so it's been hard, and we didn't want to do it on Zoom. Yeah, no, and as so if you would have had time so at the good. hub. Yeah, I've, I'm already regretting half the things I've said. <laughs> I was so comfortable face to face. That's good though. Um, no Zoom. I don't know about you, but if I have another oh Zoom God. meeting, I'm going to like die. What's with the, the half the meetings I'm having now on Zoom is people just don't put their faces on now. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Like the, seriously, the last four meetings I've had, I've, you know, oh, I've, even, I've gone to brush my hair. Well, yeah, because now just I just audio. I look at their perfect picture. Yeah. <laughs> smiling back at me. <laughs> and it's hard and to And I'd be like, oh, sorry, you know, I'm not putting, I've got bad Wi-Fi and I'm like, Sure you, you do. Great. You've got a fucking mask on. Yeah, or exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that would annoy me. I'm done with the Zoom. So it was Let's, so nice yeah. to see you face oh, you to face. Oh, you girls. Thank you. Bye.
This episode was brought to you by bangingbody.com. Don't forget to check out their limited edition Christmas bundles and stocking fillers for the perfect Christmas gift. And use our code CURIOUS10. CURIOUS10. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.